Do you believe in alternate universes? You are listening to Delayed Replay. The Improvised Movie Review Podcast. Wink. Everything is fine here. We're all fine. Just sit tight and listen to them talk about the movies they definitely saw. Don't delay. Don't delay. We have to listen right away. Hello, listeners. I'm Steven Schinder, your host, and this is another episode of Delayed Replay, the podcast where we review some of the most recent movies, as well as odd things like me and a friend uh, reviewed a remastered video game on here recently. So you never know what you'll find, but it's mostly movies. And on this episode, we're talking about Free Guy. And with me for this topic is my good friend, Haley. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Stephen. Yeah, it's good to have you on here. So what were your first impressions when you originally saw the trailer for Free Guy? Well, honestly, because like sometimes like movies now, not to be like sound like old or anything, but like most movies nowadays <laughs> really like catch my interest, you know. But like when I saw this, I was like, oh, okay, this seems like a funny haha movie, so maybe I'll enjoy it. And plus, I had Ryan Reynolds as like the leading actor, and like I've enjoyed his role in like Deadpool and everything, so I was like, okay, I'll give this one a shot. But yeah, I definitely thought the trailer was like interesting. It definitely grabbed my attention. So, which I guess is the point of a trailer, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Like there were there was a stretch of several months where most of the trailers seemed pretty bland, and the only exciting ones for me were like Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four and this one, mm. which and Free Guy was like like it wasn't part of a franchise, you know? Yeah, I definitely thought that was. Um... That was also because, like, there's also been just like a lot of like remakes too recently, and it's just kind of like it's interesting to finally see like a movie like it's like not based off of anything necessarily, right? But that's not to say that this doesn't have its own tips of the hat to various franchises. Like, we were kind of talking about this beforehand, how it does kind of feel like it has similarities to a couple other movies, you know? Yes, yeah. One of the ones that you mentioned was the Lego movie, how, like, it has a character (laughs) who, like, realizes he's within this, I guess, game that, like, someone is playing. Yeah, like, I was kind of, like, after I watched the trailer, I was kind of, like, thinking about it some more, and I was, like, I'm, like, this, I'm, like, this is a cool concept, but I was, like, this feels, like, really familiar, and I was, like, oh, wait a second, the Lego movie kind of did that already, where, like, it wasn't, like, the exact same concept, but it was still kind of, like, this like ordinary person becomes like self-aware or whatever and they're like oh i am like i'll just become the protagonist so yeah there's also like some other characters too that i feel like kind of coincide with like free guys characters which isn't necessarily a bad thing but it's definitely interesting to be like okay this concept has been done before but not necessarily like the exact same thing right and it is also kind of like wreck it ralph and that they worry about this game getting shut down But in this instance, it's, like, an online game. So, like, there's this company, and there are, like, a couple of developers named Millie and Keys who are kind of, like, secondary protagonists. And they work for this Mm -hmm. guy named 
Antoine, who's played by the one and only Taika Waititi, uh, director of, of Thor Ragnarok and a couple other things I've been meaning to see. But alas, it, it's interesting because Antoine is like, of the popularity of this online game is waning. So what, mm-hmm. what we need to do is shut it down unless you can give sentience to this one NPC and he can convince me to not shut it down and make something new. Yeah, I'm sure he probably thought, well, okay, if the players see this really cool, like, self-aware NPC, that must mean they'll want to play more, right? Because we all know when we play a video game, we just want that one self-aware NPC. Yeah, and he has kind of a god complex where he's like, he, he gives life to a character and, well, he kind of seems like a type of omnipotent creator who would be okay with, like, taking away this person just because he has, like, all the power, which I thought was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely interesting to see him give kind of, like, a some sort of, like, complex, you know, kind of show off a little bit more of, like, a villainous side, even though it's just kind of, like, even in real life, it's just kind of, like, a game, right? But then you kind of flip it to the perspective of, like, the actual, like, game characters. And you're like, well, maybe this isn't, like, a good thing. Yeah, for sure. And this game is called Free City. And it feels kind of like a mix between Fortnite and Grand Theft Auto. I don't know if you've played Mm -hmm. either of those. I have not played either of them. Um, Definitely not Fortnite. (laughs) (laughs) Not not to, like, throw any shade or anything, but um, no thank you. Um, and yeah, I haven't played uh, Grand Theft Auto either. It's just not really, like, my type of game, but I definitely think it's interesting that they drew inspiration from that. Um, I did think some of the things that they threw in, like, some of, like, the Fortnite dances that they put in kind of made me, like, cringe a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, ooh, like, why, why, did you, why did you have to do that? And I also think that it kind of, like, if you if you throw in too many like memes or things that are really popular for the time, it kind of dates the movie a little bit, you know? So like, you know, if you go back and look at it and you're like, okay, wow, that was like a thing that no one cares about anymore. <laughs> I feel like the emoji movie might have had stuff like that, but I can't really remember like what meme-like things it might have had. I just remember thinking that oh, this movie is made because people love using emojis, I guess. And it felt like a mix between Wreck-It Ralph, the Lego movie, and Inside Out. So, Mm. Yeah, I definitely felt like the emoji movie, though, was kind of like one big ad. (laughs) It was like, (laughs) you know, because it's like, oh, like, oh, we got to play like this game to like, you know, finish this trial or whatever. And it's like Candy Crush or something. (laughs) It's like, okay. Yeah, definitely. I've never played Fortnite either. My brother plays it a lot, so I've seen a bits of it, but I don't really understand the appeal, really. Um, yeah. I have played some Grand Theft Auto. Like, I remember playing a bit of Vice City, but not, like, the storyline, just messing around in the town, causing chaos. And Nice. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> I did play the whole storyline for Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, which was amazing. I I loved how big the map was for that. Like, it had this 
a Los Angeles type of place and a San Francisco type of place and Las Vegas type of place and just this whole wilderness and this desert thing. Like that was very innovative for its time, I think, at least for that series. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, the only the only exposure I've had for GTA is like like edits that people have made to like some of the cutscenes for fun. <laughs> There's like a YouTube edit that someone did where it was like the first episode of Breaking Bad, but like in less time, but like in the GTA five <laughs> sort of things. And nice. Yeah, I have played a little bit of Grand Theft Auto Five, but like just driving around causing chaos in the city <laughs> so mm-hmm. as you do <laughs> yeah i mean it's yeah i mean in this movie you definitely see lots of players just going around and doing that just for the heck of it like just for fun like not even doing the main storyline that they would normally do just they're just like pretty much beating up all these npcs for fun and guy is kind of questioning it yeah, he's kind of like, why do I have to suffer through this? Um, but yeah, I definitely think that was uh, like when they're sitting like in the bank and they're just like, you know, kind of chilling. And they're like, don't you think there's like more to life than this? Is like the whole like robbing scenario in the background's going on. That's some like good contrast. <laughs> yeah, like he tells this to his friend Buddy, who seems very content, like just being at the bank and letting these robberies happen. But then Guy feels the urge to like be a hero and do something about it and try to like take down the robber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it was like when he gets the glasses as well from like the player character and he can like see everything. Um, I don't know why. I just thought it was kind of funny where he like looked and he saw like the, the first aid kit <laughs> like immediately next to him as he's like injured or whatever. But yeah, it's definitely, I also like, I did like the fact that they, 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 uh, they like switch the perspective so, like, you know, when he's in his, like, NPC form or whatever, he's, you he can't really, like, it just looks like a, like, a real basic world to him. And then when he puts on the glasses, he can see everything from, like, the player perspective. So, like, this is what the player would see, like, on their screen. They have all, like, the stats and, like, the different, they can see the different, like, players' names as they, like, run around and whatnot. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of work probably went into um, adding in all those stats and whatnot to make it feel authentic to, like, the video game experience. Mm-hmm. but yeah so guy decides he wants to be a hero and in the real world keys and millie are rooting for him and hoping that the game doesn't get shut down so to intervene mm-hmm. millie inserts like her own avatar who is called molotov girl and she <laughs> she like it's a really great name <laughs> like she swoops into kind of like uh, let him in on the down low what type of world this is and how high the stakes are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of going back to the Lego movie, I definitely kind of um, saw some similarities between her and like Wild Style because they're kind of like both like like the main kind of like the female lead and they both kind of have like the same personality where they're like spunky and they like try to get things done. They're kind of like a tough girl type thing. So... That was definitely, that was also, like, kind of, like, another connection I made between the two, but, um, yeah, but overall, her character was, like, okay, I think. She didn't really, like, speak to me, per se, but she, you know, she filled out her role. Yeah, I mean, she was a fun character, but I guess you do kind of bring up a good point, how she kind of feels like that archetype and not 
necessarily like she has as much depth to her. Um, yeah. But I guess I didn't think about it as much because this feels like a more fun type of movie where I don't have to think as much. But I guess it would have been That's nice true. for her to have a bit more. Yeah, that no, you you bring up a good point. Um, this isn't like like a type of movie that you'd really kind of like analyze and be like, okay, so their character arcs are like this and the symbolism in the movie and whatever. So yeah, it is just kind of like a movie for fun, which is nice too because um, sometimes you just want to like you know watch a movie and not have to think about anything. So yeah, in terms of that, I think I think it's fine. Yeah, I mean the last movie I reviewed before this one was No Time to Die, which is like full of lots of drama. So it's kind of refreshing, like having this fun movie here. Mm-hmm. She fills him in on like what's going on and says that he has to like go through all these obstacles and meet up with Antoine's avatar, who ends up being like the final boss much later on, but we'll get there later. And so like throughout all these obstacles, a guy tries to think of how he's going to face him and convince him to like not shut down the game. And one of the levels that they go through is this museum uh, which has like these T-Rex fossils that come to life. And I don't know if you were aware of this, but the director of Free Guy also directed the Night of the Museum movies. <sighs> no way, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's great. Yeah, I mean, that kind of explains the whole like museum thing, I guess. Because like, when I was watching it, and like, the T-Rex comes to life, I was like, huh, this is kind of like Night of the Museum too. Um so yeah, if that was like a subtle reference, then like, good job, I guess. <laughs> I mean, is it a good job if he's referencing himself? Well, maybe he's just really proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might have seen like a little cameo of Ben Stiller in the background as like a guard NPC. Oh, okay. I was kind of, I, I saw like it past the screen and it didn't really register. But now that you think about it, I'm like thinking back. Yeah, I think I might look that up because, like, most most times, like, cameos, like, I just kind of, like, I'm like, oh, that's nice. And then I go back and watch it and I'm like, wait a second, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I definitely thought, like, the like the the idea of the level being, like, in the museum was really cool because usually it's, like, in, like, a jungle or something or somewhere, like, crazy. Like, there's, like, exploding things and whatnot. But they were, like, no, kind of, like, a, a subtle, like, stealth mission in a museum. So that was really cool to watch. Yeah, so that was a nice little reference, and also, like, like it wasn't, like, just, like, T-Rex fossils, right? Like, in a museum, you can have yeah. a lot of things, so it's, like, you'd have all these art pieces that come to life, and these really creepy ceramic statues, and mm -hmm. you could tell the visual arts department was having the time of their lives working on this stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. That definitely takes um, a lot of kind of like creativity to come up with all the like, different designs and everything too. And each one was like different, which is something I really appreciated. They didn't just like copy and paste like a basic design and like change the color palette like in Smash. They kind of like actually gave each like mini kind of boss their own characteristics, which is really cool. Yeah. And Guy is kind of like looking around for a weapon and he sees this screwdriver, which... He's not sure what to do with that first, but then he, like, 
sees how like there are bolts in like the dinosaur fossils and other things that they're facing and I guess like when he throws it it like does this thing where it like automatically turns the bolts outward so that the whole creature collapses which I thought was creative yeah that was definitely interesting although it kind of defeats the purpose of the screwdriver because you don't actually get to use it you just throw it (laughs) (laughs) and then it just does it for you but I mean hey if it works it works yeah, I guess they didn't want it to feel too much like the sonic screwdriver from Doctor Who, right? Where you just wave it around or like use it or whatever. Like it looks like a literal screwdriver in this instance, but it's weird that they like throw it. Yeah, <laughs> like you can only use it if you throw it at something. That's it. But yeah, that that is a good point of the Doctor Who. I didn't think about that. But yeah, that was that was that was pretty cool though when he kind of threw it and was like, whoa. the screwdriver also kind of comes in handy in the next level that they go where they face Wreck-It Ralph but he's played by John C. Riley, like the actor and looks live action and I Mm kind of feel like this may have been a last minute addition like I don't know how far into production this was before the Disney buyout because yeah because like I feel like it would be there would need to be like some licensing stuff to work out if they were to throw Wreck It Ralph. But mm-hmm. uh, what what do you think of this little addition? You know, honestly, I, I felt like they could have you know done without it. I feel like um, kind of like with the Fortnite dances thing. I feel like if you put too many references in something, uh, especially if that if it wants to be kind of like its own thing, you're kind of pandering a little bit, you know. So they're kind of like, oh, we'll throw in like Wreck-It Ralph to be like, oh, hey, look, it's it's Disney. I don't know. I feel like that kind of takes away from it, which is kind of a bummer. But I mean, it wasn't like a huge like plot point. So I guess it's not like a super big deal. It's just kind of like my personal gripe. <laughs> <laughs> we also have Qbert in this movie, who has also been in Wreck-It Ralph and Pixels of all movies. That's yeah, that's true. <laughs> But I think, um, well, Qbert is like an old arcade game, though, too. So that's okay, because it's it's not like a, a thing like created by Disney. I don't know. There's kind of like a fine line between like what like types. And this is like my opinion. But like there's a kind of like a fine line of like what types of references you can use. You know, I feel like um, if you, you if you can use them like subtly and creatively, then like props to you. But if you kind of like ham fist them into the story, or just kind of have them there just to have them there and be like, oh, look, there's like a reference. It, it just kind of, I don't know, it kind of takes away from it. Um, but yeah, I think I think the Cuber one was like okay because it wasn't like as obnoxious because it wasn't like a, a very big like, oh, hey, this is from like this big company here. Let me just shoehorn into the story and voila. What did you think of how he was voiced? Okay, here's the funny thing. So I looked it up later, and um, I didn't realize that he was uh, voiced by a YouTuber. So that was definitely interesting. Because I don't, I think it was Jack Septicai. I don't watch his videos, so I didn't really realize it at first. And then I looked it up later, and I was like, oh, this is a person I recognize, actually. What kind of videos does he do? I'm not very familiar with him. I think he, like, does, like, gaming streams and stuff like that. I know it has something to do with, like, video games, which I think is probably also another reason why he got chosen to, like, voice it. 
because it's kind of like the same realm of stuff, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. And we also get a few other YouTubers who have cameos like talking about Free City and also playing as their own characters. But since I'm not that mm-hmm. familiar with the gamer YouTube channels, like th- these kind of went over my head. Like I saw them on screen and was like, I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't watch a lot of like the gaming uh, YouTubers either. If I if I do watch something, I usually watch like game like playthroughs with like no commentary because the commentary actually like bothers me. I just like just let me watch the game. But I mean, yeah, if they if they got into the movie, you know, good for them, I guess. <laughs> they'll get more subscribers thanks to yeah, free guy. Exactly. They'll get they'll get more clout. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be legit, like when Fred got his own movies, his own trilogy. Oh yeah! Oh my god, I forgot about those. <laughs> oh. Did you ever watch those? No. <laughs> I just remember seeing like uh, commercials for them. I think I think it came out when Blockbuster was still around. Oh, man, how old? Let's see, because like I'm pretty sure, like I saw it, you know, like on the DVD cover somewhere i mean if it was around when blockbuster was still around that would probably would have been where i saw it but yeah i just remember seeing like commercials on tv and stuff like that uh but i never watched (laughs) (laughs) yeah i didn't know who fred was until he guested in an episode of icarly and like he got like three movies and i think a show which i may have seen a bit of i can't quite remember but I do remember John Cena was, like, his dad in the movies. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. Yeah, I didn't even know he was a YouTuber until, like, recently, actually. And I was like, oh, wait a second. I recognize this kid. Yeah, I've heard from a couple of friends that his humor in the YouTube videos is different from, like, how he's presented on Nickelodeon. But I I can't really say because I haven't, like, really checked them out. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know, like if John Cena is in those movies, does that mean it's in the same universe as that Scooby-Doo movie where John Cena guest stars? Oh, maybe. That's a good point. <laughs> you might have you unlocked a new conspiracy theory. Nobody saw that. <laughs> oh, man, that would be funny, though. It's like, I mean, I, I, I personally, I would not like to have Fred in the Scooby universe because <laughs> his voice is kind of annoying offense but oh i mean we already have a fred so we don't need another one exactly exactly we can't confuse them (laughs) did you ever watch that movie with john cena in it i've only seen the clip where like he appears and like stops a boulder (laughs) oh man i don't i don't think i have i I know, shocker, right? Coming from, like, the biggest Scooby-Doo fan. Yeah, but, like, to those who don't know, Haley loves Scooby-Doo, and especially the Hex Girls. Oh my those god, characters. yes. Love the Hex Girls. Um, but yeah, I I think I stopped watching, like, the, the newer ones. Like, I watched, like, pockets of them. Um, but I kind of, I mostly kind of stopped because, like, they were all kind of, like... I don't know. They just weren't like the same, and I wasn't enjoying them as much. Um, so I just, I just stick to rewatching the old ones, <laughs> like Zombie Island and yes, 
Um, oh my god, Zombie Island, uh, which is Ghost. That one's my favorite, what? and then Zombie Island second after that. But what's the virtual one? It's like Scooby Doo Cyber Chase. Cyber Chase. Okay, yeah, Free Guy kind of reminded me of Cyber Chase because we saw a medieval level and like uh, an Egyptian tomb level. Um, I guess kind of satisfying that like Tomb Raider vibe. Yeah, and they kind of did it in like the montage style too. Like, because, like, I know in Cyber Chase, they also do, like, kind of, like, they do go through, like, two levels, and they're, like, okay, we had enough of drawing the scenes for these, and then they kind of went, like, montage style. <laughs> yeah, I remember so the song. It's pretty catchy. Oh, yeah. All all the old, like, Scooby-Doo, like, chase uh, themes and everything, they all, like, slap. They're really <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, no, I definitely thought um, it was cool to kind of see, like, I mean, I personally, I really like montages and just in general. I think they're neat. But yeah, it was it was cool to see them like progress through like the different levels and all the different themes. So yeah, there was like the tomb one that you mentioned, and obviously you have like your aquatic, your underwater level. Yeah, with um, all the giant lobsters. Yeah, and they even put like a little like timer in the corner too, which was like very stressful <laughs> for me to watch. Oh my god, anything like if a video game has like anything timed in it, I will. It, it's it's so stressful. I don't like it. <laughs> Yeah, and I thought it was really clever how when they were in that, like, water level and, like, trying to, like, stay on the, like, pieces of driftwood that were on top of the water, Mm -hmm. like, they tried this code that would, like, revert the game back to an earlier version where, like, if you go in the water, you automatically die. And so that's how they, like, were able to, like, automatically defeat their foes who were trying to assail them. Pun intended. Yeah, some some good old hacking. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of hackers, did you ever watch the PBS show Cyber Chase? I do know what you're talking about, but I haven't seen it before. Okay, yeah, there was a little reference to that in here as well. Oh, okay. Because they got Christopher Lloyd, who voices the villain in that, whose name is Hacker. Um, creative name, I know, right? Yeah, just just spell it out as it is. <laughs> they had Christopher Lloyd in, like, green makeup and wearing, like, the same purple coat. And I was like, oh, it, it's him, and he's definitely that character. And I thought that was pretty cool. And he also had, like, this weird, evil-looking purple version of the DeLorean from Back to the Future, which is pretty mm. well-timed because uh, it's, like, the 35th anniversary of Back to the Future as of... Oh. when this came out and when we're recording so good timing <laughs> yeah so like some of the references are definitely like in your face ready player one has like references to lots of franchises like both in the book and its film adaptation some of them were very blank and you'll miss it but the ones in this movie are more in your face definitely mm-hmm. ever seen ready player one no i haven't but i have i have seen clips of it and just, like, um, in general, just people, like, discussing it. When I don't watch a movie, I like to watch other people complain about it. That's what <laughs> I did for the... Like, I, for example, like, I've never seen any any episodes of, like, Game of Thrones. But I just... I've watched, like, a bunch of videos about people complaining about Season 8. Because it was so enjoyable just to watch people complain. Do you feed on so, their tears? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. That's... that's, that's <laughs> they nourish me. <laughs> 
maybe some people are having fun hearing us poke fun at certain aspects of this movie we didn't care maybe. for. Maybe. Maybe we're helping them. Because, <laughs> like, there was that one scene where it's like a five-minute scene where Guy tries some wasabi and it's, like, super spicy and he's trying to, like, drink something that'll help it go away. And I just felt like it dragged on for too long. Like, even with, like, the fire on his tongue, as funny as that might have been for, like, a second. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, some of the jokes definitely were drawn out, like, a bit. Like, I felt like maybe they were like, oh, maybe if we make this joke a little longer, we can increase the runtime. But just don't tell anyone. Um, so, yeah, I definitely, I definitely think that, like, uh, they could have... Some, some, some jokes were like good and then they they made them a little like a little too long and then it kind of lost it's like uh it's kind of humor in that sense because you know most i feel like most of the jokes they were trying to go for were quick you know funny just like off the bat jokes but yeah some of them they i guess they they took it in and ran like real far they come face to face with this uh villain character in the game called mouser yes yeah, what what'd you think of his character? He was he was interesting. He kind of reminded me a little bit of like like if Team Skull was like actually serious. But What's Team Skull? Oh, <laughs> it's the um it's like the rival um kind of a team from like Pokemon. Which generation of Pokemon was this? Oh man, I'm going to get roasted so bad. I think it was I think it's X and Y. Let me let me just see. Um, oh no, Sun and Moon. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'll I'll edit that part out, or maybe okay. I won't. I don't know. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see know. what happens. <laughs> yeah. So he thought I kind of thought he was like a serious, like actually like tragic version of like Guzma, especially with his like like backstory. It's like semi tragic because it's like kind of funny, but like also kind of like related to the plot because it's like. It's like revealed later. Oh yeah, spoilers, I guess. But it's revealed later that he he was like also originally an NPC um who gained self-awareness, but like he didn't have like you know, the friends to guide him or whatever, so he's kind of like a bit salty, I guess. Um he could connect to like guy on that level, but yeah, I mean in gaming there's got to be that element of saltiness sometimes. Mhm. I mean, I guess there doesn't have to be. Like, I know it can get really toxic sometimes, unfortunately. But yeah. um, I don't know why Team Skull sounded familiar to me. I've never even played Sun and Moon. Oh. <laughs> yeah. They're, kind of like a, they're very, like, memeable, so. Well, I've, on, I've only played Gold and Diamond all the way through. Okay. Let's see, I've played X and Y, uh... I've, or I guess I, I've specifically, I've played X, I've played uh, the Moon version of Sun and Moon, and then I've also played um, like Omega Sapphire, I think. Um, but yeah, I've only played those three games. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have a Switch either, so I haven't played any like the newer games. So I can't, I can't tell you anything about those, but I'm sure they're great. <laughs> Right, and I've only seen the first 16 and a half seasons of Pokemon, so my knowledge is pretty limited. Oh, yeah, you know, you've got... I can't believe you've only seen 16 and a half seasons. <laughs> not a true fan. Yeah, you're not a true fan. Sorry. <laughs> Cancelled. 
But yeah, with Mouser, there was this one scene where they go into a warehouse and Guy is like looking for Mouser and he's like, Mouser, show yourself. Like instead of him appearing, we get a rather familiar looking mouse and it's Detective Pikachu, who's voiced once again by Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> it's like the it's like the Spider-Man meme, you know, when they like came out and they were like, oh, you. Um but yeah, that was, I mean, I guess they had to use, his name is Mouser, so they had to throw in a mouse somewhere, you know? Yeah. Although I was kind of hoping it would be like a computer mouse that he just like threw out, but Detective Pikachu's fine too, I guess. <laughs> Did you ever see that movie? Well, I saw the trailers for Detective Pikachu, but I also didn't like watch the movie either. Um but yeah, I did. I didn't know he was like voiced by Ryan Reynolds as well because I remember like watching the trailers and be like, "This is like kind of weird," but I'm like, "I'm kind of okay with it." But yeah, it was definitely interesting how they like threw that in as well. After they threw that in, I was kind of hoping for like a Deadpool appearance. Later on, Guy does put on the Deadpool outfit, and like if it's Ryan Reynolds, like he might as well be Deadpool. So that's true. I mean, honestly, this is just Ryan Reynolds just playing himself. So yeah. He he considers trying on the Green Lantern outfit, but it was like, nah. And it's like that <laughs> whole thing where you toggle between outfits while, like, next to the closet or whatever. And yeah. until you, like, get to the outfit you want. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a good reference. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, but obviously Guy is more um, toned down. Like, he's more sanitized in the way that he speaks. So he's not cursing as much as Deadpool. So he doesn't, like, really sound like him but i think it's cool how like since this was distributed by um well this started out as like a 20th century fox thing i -hmm. believe before they changed to like 20th century studios after the buyout so they were able to like throw deadpool in there which i thought was really cool yeah the outfit at least on reynolds but i mean at that point it's the same thing right (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean, it was fun that they did that. Like, I did appreciate that. But, um, yeah, all the mouse stuff also reminded me of this other movie called Summer Wars. I don't know if you've ever seen or heard of it. Summer Wars? Yeah, it's like this anime movie that involves, like, some sort of online game, I think. And I, I vaguely remember, like, the main character's avatar was, like, this human-like rabbit and he was like fighting this villainous looking mouse and i remember wondering whether this was like a metaphor for like warner brothers versus disney or something oh yeah i haven't i haven't seen it i haven't even heard of it actually so that's definitely interesting but huh but that is that's also interesting that you were like you made the connection between the um the two companies because that would be pretty funny if there was a commentary on that yeah like i don't know if it was intentional but it's like how can one not think of that? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you like you got Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse, these two very iconic characters in animation. And here you got these two game characters who kind of vaguely remind me of them because, like, it's a rabbit and a mouse. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I think even the ears for the mouse are pretty similar. Hmm. That sounds fishy, then. It's a fun movie. Like, you should check it out. I'm writing it down right now. All right, cool. (laughs) (laughs) So 
when he does finally get to talk to Mouser again, they have this little philosophical discussion about sentience and how like the game could go offline if they don't meet with um, Antoine's uh, final boss character and do something about it. What do you think of Guy and Mouser's discussion about this? You know, for like kind of like a fun, lighthearted movie, I definitely think it brought up like some good points. Oh yeah, it was just kind of like an interesting, interesting conversation they had. I guess I really liked kind of like the point they made where it's like, if you know something is happening, then why don't you do something about it? You know, like instead of just being like a bystander, if you if you have like the ability to help out, you know, you should try to do what you can. And I thought that was that was that was a good like message in general. But um, yeah, overall, I think that was an interesting conversation that they had. Especially when, like, at the end, like, Mouser kind of kind of flips to, like, you know, like, the good guy's side and joins Guy to defeat um, Antoine. So that was it's kind of, like, you know, like, the turning point for his character, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, they're both made by the same creator. They both have sentience, so it's like they might as well be brothers, you know? Yeah. And we also get this meeting with a character named Beauty, and- and she's kind of she appears kind of late in the movie, but what'd you think mm-hmm. of how she was handled? I kind of liked her, like you know, her kind of like carefree attitude, and like her being able to like use like all her skills to like her advantage and whatnot. But she did kind of come like late into the movie, so I didn't care like too much about her. Like I wasn't like really invested. I was like, oh okay, a cool character, nice. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she does become kind of useful as they progress toward, like, the last level, but mm-hmm. they could have done more with her, I think. Yeah, or they could have probably, like, given her traits to, like, you know, someone else that was already established earlier in the film, um, instead of just, like, kind of throwing in a character, like, that late in the game. Haha. Ha. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, thank you, thank you. I'll go see myself out now. but yeah i mean i i think she was like okay like i feel like if they really wanted to add her they could have done maybe they maybe they could have like like referenced or introduced her earlier you know maybe she doesn't show up like in the middle because like she's got something to do and then she comes back later when she's like finished with her thing so i definitely think she could have been like introduced a little bit better if they because i think they had they had it in mind that they like she want they wanted her to be more of like a not like a main character obviously but like one of like the main like supporting characters but like I said before I think I think they could have like established that a little bit better but I mean overall it's not like a big deal I guess <laughs> Yeah I mean Molotov girl and I guess Mouser as well had more to do so mm-hmm. it's very understandable I did like the like her pony sidekick though the pony that like follows her around and has like magic powers oh my god mr hooves yes yes (laughs) he was the best oh my gosh (laughs) best best character in the movie yeah mr hooves was hilarious i I feel like i wouldn't love this movie as much as i do if they didn't have mr hooves and it just cracking jokes like yeah even though he comes late in the game, it's like he's such a much-needed character. Like, just give him his own spinoff. 
yeah exactly please we just want to just mr hooves the musical or something that'd be great (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh i'd be amazing (laughs) (laughs) top 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 10 like best anime characters (laughs) (laughs) oh man what would free guy look like as an anime man probably like wacky (laughs) Would that be, like, Sword Art Online? Like, that's one of those animes I've heard about for, like, five or six years, but never gotten around to watching. Yeah, you know, honestly, I watched, like, the first, like, three episodes, I think, back when I was, like, in high school, so it was, like, a while ago. And I kind of just, like, I mean, it's an interesting concept, I guess, but the execution wasn't, like, super great. But, I mean, this was, like, a while ago, so I don't really, I don't exactly remember. I just know that, like, I, I know for, I, like, one point it was, like, really, really popular, like, when it first came out. Um, and then, yeah, obviously the hype around it kind of died a little bit. But, yeah, that's definitely another another thing. It's, it's slightly different, though, because it's not, like, um, like, an NPC gains awareness. It's, like, the person, um, like, has, like, this, like, very expensive, like, video game kind of console i guess or whatever that kind of transports their conscience into like a video game so like they're actually like in the video game itself and then like a bunch of stuff happens and then they're like trapped there and they have to like get through all the levels to like get out of the game and back to real life but so yeah it's like it definitely is like a similar concept in terms of like you're in like a game and the game is like real life now but it's not like the exact same thing (laughs) Digimon also in like a digital world. I'm not sure. I never watched Digimon. I watched some of it as a kid, but like I guess I'm used to thinking of it as like taking place in an alternate world, like somewhere else rather than like a digital world, even though they're clearly like materializing like as pixels or Mm -hmm. whatever in certain moments. So I don't know. Obviously this whole like online or digital or gaming thing has been in a lot of things as we as we've clearly like pointed out time and time again Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) so they gear up uh for the final boss battle and like refill at the gas station you know their motorcycle and um all their like ammo and whatnot and they meet up with antoine's avatar who and he's like I am Gerpink. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, his name. I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, like I wonder what the inspiration for that was. But um what'd you think of the design for like what he was playing as? I thought it was interesting, to say the least. They definitely went for that kind of like evil overlord, like to the max type design. Which I think is fine in this type of, like, movie, because obviously they want to show, like, the clear divide between, like, oh, here's the protagonist, and here's the antagonist. But yeah, it was definitely interesting, especially since that was, like, his, like, first form, right? He he did the whole, like, this isn't even my final form type thing, which I thought was a funny reference. <laughs> but... He, like, digivolves. <laughs> yeah, basically, he's like, ah. He's got, like, well, I think he had, like, three forms in total. Because, you know, like, the classic, like... So, like, Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you thought you (laughs) defeated me? You haven't seen my, like, next form. And then they defeat him, and he's like, oh, you haven't seen my final form. And it's like, okay, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, first he looks like this um, bear-sized porcupine with, (laughs) 
like devil horns and then when he evolves he like grows even more horns and like a tail and then when he evolves again he gets wings and it's like come on give these characters a break yeah honestly you're like come on he just became like a hero and like what like two three days and now you want him to fight like the big the big bad guy um but i also thought it was interesting with his like final form it kind of it kind of like resembled a very like godlike figure which is interesting because i know like you mentioned earlier because he kind of has like that god complex um so that was like an interesting take on his like final design you could definitely see he's like the god of like the this video game so it's like how the others perceive him or how he perceives himself i guess too yeah, and he's kind of hamming it up and taunting them with comments like, this will be remembered as a day Antoine won. Yeah, that was like, like you're like, you're pressed like wide a taunt or whatever. He did that a lot. <laughs> yeah, and he also mentions that like, he tried having Antoine won as a username, but it was already taken somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know who but maybe maybe that's why he wants to shut down the game he's like well someone someone took my name so <laughs> yeah he wants to start a new game <laughs> yeah i can't allow that <laughs> molotov girl like throws these grenades at him to try to like knock him out of the air and she has really good aim and um beauty also like shoots at him and it's like like he's really swift and he does kind of fly down, try to swipe them away, and you can see like their health bars going down. So mm-hmm. like things are like pretty intense, and like I don't, I don't know how suspenseful this felt for you. Yeah, I was a little kind of like I mean, you kind of know in the back of your mind that they're probably gonna win, you know, because that's just how like these types of movies play out. But it was still kind of like very, um, like intense to kind of like watch their health bars go down. Because, like, like when I'm playing a video game and I see my health bar going down, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> where where are the healing items? Yeah. It's definitely relatable. Yeah. And there's, like, a moment where Mouser gets really weak from, like, trying to hold him off. And is he's, like, trying to use some hammers as effectively as he can, but it's not enough. But then Guy comes in and he, like, punches pink in the face and like yeah. knocks him down yeah he just like one punch man the main <laughs> villain, which is great <laughs> wow so many anime references um yeah i mean the other day we were talking about how like i love the first season of one punch man and how hilarious it is yeah that, that is true so i guess it's just on the brain <laughs> <laughs> But to be fair, like, they kind of, like, they did kind of, like, weaken him a little bit at that point. So it wasn't just, like, he was, like, at his, like, full power. And Guy just goes up and, like, punches him in the face. And obviously it doesn't, like, completely work right because he punches him and he, like, and Antoine, like, kind of gets phased for a little bit. But then he's, like, oh, haha, you thought you that could, like, defeat me? Um, but, yeah, it was still kind of, like, funny, I guess, because they were just, like... Well, let's see if this works, and then it kind of does, but not really. Yeah, and, like, Antoine summons a tornado, and that, like, it's like there's chaos all over the place. Oh my gosh, I live for the chaos. I thought the chaos was great. I was like, yes. (laughs) But, yeah, the tornado was definitely, especially because, like, the tornado came in, and it was, like, a 
it wasn't like a regular tornado right because it had like all the different colors and everything so that was like really cool just to watch in general just like these swirling colors i think it was like mostly like pinks and like greens and like a couple like i saw like a couple of like purple tints in there too but yeah that was like really cool just to watch this like tornado of all these different colors come and just like wreck the whole like battlefield yeah because when i think of a tornado i think of the one in like early on in the 1939 wizard of oz and yeah and it's like in the black and white scenes before it shows oz which is very colorful so Mm -hmm. uh, this kind of made me think it was like kind of like a mashup of the two worlds so to speak yeah exactly so yeah that was that was really cool i just i just liked watching it go on screen i just thought it looked pretty (laughs) but (laughs) but yeah definitely yeah whenever i think of a tornado i always think of like the wizard of oz because that's like the only tornado i've like really seen so yeah that's a very iconic tornado i guess yeah and like at the last minute molotov girl um well, because, like, in real life, Millie and Keys know, like, cheat codes. And, like, Antoine said that they can't use cheat codes. But they're, like, their lives are at stake. We have to. And so they, like, tell Guy how to use the invincibility cheat code. And so that keeps him from dying when it looks like uh, Gerpink is going to, like, behead him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess to, to each their own with their cheating abilities. But I think I think it worked for this movie because, obviously, Antoine was basically like the creator of the game right so he kind of had like all these different tricks up his sleeve and guy who was like a new hero basically doesn't like have the experience or even like you know some of the abilities or even like items that he can use against him so i thought that was like fair i guess um quote unquote (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) italicize my words there I think it's a good thing that they waited until the end to bring cheat codes into this because then things would have been way too easy for them throughout the whole movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. So Guy also gets, like, the unlimited ammo cheat code and basically (laughs) shoots down Gerpink. And so the boss is defeated, but then you hear the voice of Antoine because, like, he's speaking in the mic and he's like, I'll make you an offer, Guy. In my world, I've built a robot, and I can insert your consciousness into it. You can leave this free city world and live a normal life in our real world. You will ascend and become more, and this game world will be gone. I didn't expect this offer to be made. It kind of just came out of the blue a little bit. I was kind of like, I don't know, I was really surprised. I was like, why... A normal life but you're you're gonna be a robot that's not exactly like yeah i mean it's like is there gonna be more modifications to make him more human or like how does that work yeah because like when he said like robot i just like straight up imagine like you know like the the toy kind of robots where it's just like the block you know not not, not like the like not like a humanoid looking robot that was my first thought and i was like well no why would you want to do that <laughs> yeah and i mean there is a shot where like we see Antoine in his office and he looks in a corner and there's like a little robot. Um, It looks like skinny, but bulky. And so I don't know if that's like the final design or if he'll like put the consciousness in it. And then like 
work to make it look more human. Mm-hmm. But, but what um, if he was planning it like the whole time? Because like, why else would he have that robot there? You know. Yeah, like it makes me wonder like how far in advance he had this thing built. Like, does he just do this for fun? <laughs> like, yeah. Is it just like a decoration? Did he like say that? You know, was he bluffing or like was he actually planning on doing like something with the robot? Because like, why does he have it? Yeah, and it's also kind of funny because he actually voiced a droid in the Star Wars show The Mandalorian. So it's all coming together. Yeah, lots of memes for that, probably. Yeah. <laughs> there was also the meme of like, um, I forget, have you seen Avengers Endgame? I have, yes. I have, that's, I, I have seen that movie. A shocker, I know. <laughs> so, like, uh, Taika also plays Korg in those movies. And in the beginning of Endgame, he's, Korg is playing Fortnite. And, oh, yeah. And so in this movie, Antoine is wearing that exact same shirt that Korg was wearing while playing this game. So I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, that's like a good kind of like subtle nod, you know? Yeah. So Guy considers the offer, but then he's like, what about Mouser? What will happen to him? And then Antoine is like, well, he's a bad guy. Like, he'll just go away along with the rest of this world. And Guy is like, people deserve second chances. And all the NPCs in this world have the potential to gain sentience just like I did. So I will refuse your offer and die with this world. And it's basically a mic drop from him, you know? Yeah, very kind of like, this is like my final stand type thing. I think if he took the deal, that would be kind of very like out of character for him. So, and obviously I don't think it fit with like the narrative of the story. But it was still kind of nice to see like... Like, no, I'm, if you're taking down the ship, I'm going down with it type deal. Yeah. Antoine is, like, taken aback by this, and it gets kind of weird. Like, he's like, you don't want to hang out with your own creator? And, <laughs> what, like, you, like, you can see in his eyes how lonely he seems. And then Guy is, like, a real good creator would love his creations and allow them to continue on living. I forgive you for what you are about to do, but this world, this is my home. It's where I belong. And you can see like the, like this is really good on Taika Waititi's part, like this acting in his face, even if it feels like a last minute change of heart you can see he's like trying to hold back tears and like Mm -hmm. he feels touched by this and he's like you know what you're right i won't take down this world we'll update it instead of making something completely new we'll give people the same thing but tweak it a bit and give it more new things and keep it online indefinitely and that felt kind of weird because like the trailer for free guy opened with like these jokes about dizzy remakes yeah i definitely i mean i can't really see it like ending a different way just because i feel like like specifically this like genre of movie kind of like i mean obviously like you can subvert expectations or whatever but if you go like too deep in the tropes and like too 
much of kind of like the general genre you can kind of dig yourself into a hole and like what people expect i definitely think the acting in like that scene in particular was really good i think they did a good job but yeah the whole like update thing because he was like oh be online like indefinitely it's like well I, I guess, but you that's, still have to, like... Like, games don't always work like that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not how it works, buddy. Um, yeah, maybe... I feel like maybe if he... Um, maybe instead of, like, an online game, like, or, like, or saying it was, like, online indefinitely, maybe if he said, like, oh, we can... We'll branch out and create, like, a new storyline, you know, with, like, a plot or something, like, you know, and... and uh, port it for like consoles or something like that you know where it's like okay well maybe we can like move it offline or maybe if he said instead of because he kind of just said like oh you know we're just gonna we're just gonna you know tweak a couple things and then it's just gonna be online forever dlcs yeah like he could have been like oh well this like i feel like i wish he kind of like was because i feel like his character maybe they could have added a little bit of death where maybe he was like a little bored with the game you know um and then maybe like seeing a guy gain like self-awareness kind of made him realize how much he actually really likes this game and how he likes creating for it so i feel like it would have been interesting if they went with that angle instead where instead of like him just being like oh we'll like update a couple things and just make it better all around in terms of like playability um if he did something where was like oh well that this gives me like inspiration to like expand more you know or maybe do like a spin-off game or add like dlc and like stuff like that i think that probably would have been a better approach but i mean that's just my opinion well i mean with his change of heart he could very well still do that it's just we didn't get it on screen you know which yeah. would have been nice like just a bit more closure, but, like, at least these characters get to live. Yeah, that's true. Then we get, like, the celebration and, like, all the cringe-worthy Fortnite-like dances from all the NPCs. I hated that so much. Oh, my God. Oh, man. It's like, uh, I just, I don't like when, like, stuff like that is put in it's like very it just dates the movie so much and it's just like oh it looks so bad (laughs) i've heard someone say that the what are those meme makes the movie black panther feel dated but like i don't know like that was just like one meme and it's not really gonna bother me on rewatches because like black panther takes place the year that it takes place you know but with Mm -hmm. free guy like I don't know if people like 10 or 20 years from now will get all these references or if this is kind of like a lightning in a bottle thing where you release it now and it has like all the references that encompass like the last few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I definitely think kind of going back to your um, reference to Black Panther, I think with that, like the, like the what are those meme uh, could also just be taken like out of context too, not like as a meme, you know? Because, like, you know, it could be, like, an actual question. Like, oh, like, like, what are those type thing? So I feel like because it can be used out of context as well, is I just I just really don't like the Fortnite dances. That, that's the point I'm just trying to make. I just don't <laughs> like them at all. <laughs> right. But we do see, like, players, um, 
like driving around and running over NPCs, but the NPCs <laughs> come back to life and like Guy looks up, gives a thumbs up, and then Antoine gives like a thumbs up back, which I don't know how they're seeing each other, but like I guess it's touching. <laughs> yeah, they're they're connected now, you know. <laughs> oh man, that reminds me of Iron Man three where he's like, Cause we're connected. Oh man, I haven't seen that in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it was a movie <laughs> at some point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in the past. As opposed to the future. Yeah, exactly. Or the present, you know? Right. But yeah, I feel like I feel like, yeah, the whole like celebration scene where like they're all getting together or whatever. It was kind of like like you know, like a fun, kind of lighthearted, like, oh hey, like we did it type thing. Except for the Fortnite dances. I did not like those. But um I also thought it was interesting that um, Molotov girl, or I guess Millie now, um, like reveals like her identity or whatever to Guy, because like initially the thing she kind of like he would always like ask questions, be like, I have no time to answer your questions. But then at the end she tells him she's like, oh by the way, I was like, you know, I'm I'm up I'm up there with uh you know Antoine, and I'm like I was rooting for you guys, and I came down to help you and everything. And I like how Guy is just kind of like surprised at first, and then he's just like, okay, well I accept it now. <laughs> Yeah, because cause like she did um, tell him what the stakes were, but she didn't like exactly explain like where she came from and like who she is in like the yeah. real world. So yeah, but that was that was also nice for like a closure type thing. So like he knows, and like the audience also knows. So it's just kind of like brings the whole circle around. The circle of life. <laughs> <laughs> What did you think of the song that they chose to play against the celebration scene? I mean, I thought it was kind of like a standard, like, celebration song, you know? I definitely think that, like, their uh, soundtrack throughout the movie was, like, pretty good overall. Especially during, like, the kind of, like, the boss battles and whatever. It had that, like, classic boss battle um theme going on um when you know things are getting really intense but yeah i like the celebration music at the end just kind of like a nice uh kind of topped off like the lightheartedness of like the whole scene but what do you think of it i thought it was fine i just thought it was weird that instead of doing that song where it's like celebrate good times come on they do like a clone of it that sounds similar to it but not it's not like the exact same thing. And it's like, I wonder what the reasoning was behind that. Like, why not just buy the license to use an actual song rather than this knockoff that's clearly supposed to be that song? Yeah, it was a little weird, but I mean, they got the point across, I guess. Yeah, but I- I'm with you on the boss battle music. Like, I loved how it was like s- super intense. Like, it was like... Oh my god, yeah, and then the guitar solos in the back, classic. They were really great. <laughs> yeah, and the keyboard's going like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that was just chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Um, yeah, I, I video game soundtracks in general, I find to be really enjoyable. So, yeah, having them, instead of having like a... I don't know, like a standard kind of like movie soundtrack. They kind of went for more of like a video game sound, which is really cool. And I appreciated that because it was kind of more of like a little like subtle nod to like 
the the genre that they were kind of trying to d- to depict, you know, where it's like, okay, well, this is a movie about a game, but in order to emphasize that this is a game, we're gonna, you know, make the soundtrack a little bit more like gamified. So I appreciated that a lot. That was really cool. Yeah, like the soundtrack was very bombastic. It wasn't um, like the calming music from Elder Scrolls that apparently my dad likes listening to while he works sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pretty good soundtrack. (laughs) Overall, uh, what are your final thoughts on Free Guy and score out of 10? Well, okay, well, I'd say overall, I thought it was pretty enjoyable. I'd probably give it like out of 10. I'd probably give it like a 7 out of 10. I definitely liked Ryan Reynolds as like the lead. He was really enjoyable to watch because he's just really funny in all the roles that he plays. And yeah, I did like, and obviously, I mean, obviously some of the things that are kind of had to kind of like deduct points for were um, just like the Fortnite dances that automatically, <laughs> oh, that was, that was like a, that automatically <laughs> brought it down a little bit. And yeah, just some of, some of like the little hiccups, like the, like what you mentioned earlier about the ending where he kind of like, Antoine like changed his mind like really quickly that kind of felt a little unnatural especially like the robot thing that was kind of weird like they could have built it up better yeah exactly like they could have hinted at it you know but instead they were like oh do you want to input your conscience into my uh, handy dandy robot that I have here and it's kind of like where did that come from but yeah I think overall it was pretty good there were just a couple things that were like well that could have been like fixed or that wasn't necessarily like needed in the film but yeah, what did you think? I thought this was a fun movie overall. It did have some thought-provoking ideas, which I feel like they could have discussed a bit more, but I'm glad that they were touched upon at all. And just, like, it's good that they touch upon them rather than not, right? Because... Yeah. And Ryan Reynolds, you could tell he was having so much fun making this movie. He's in top form. I feel like I have to rank this against the two Deadpool movies because it's like a similar vibe, even though it's like PG-13 rather than R-rated. Like, it's just fun all around. So Mm -hmm. I think I enjoyed this more than Deadpool 1, but not as as much as Deadpool 2. So I'm going to give this an 8.5 out of 10, which... Okay. Yeah, it's not a bad score, but again, there there are some parallels with like other movies and shows we've already seen. So like, there's not as much new to this, but it's still mm-hmm. a fun movie overall. Yeah, I definitely, yeah, I definitely think that they, you know, probably drew ideas from like movies, like you know, the Lego Movie or Wreck It Ralph. Um, so it wasn't entirely like new, but it was kind of like you know, a combination of all those things, which kind of made it its own movie, you know? But yeah, I definitely thought it was like a good movie overall. I'd probably watch it again sometime, you know? Yeah, I would too. And it's good for like 4th of July weekend because like Free Guy and like Independence and all that. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So thank you again for being on this episode. Where can people find your stuff? Well, I don't have a lot of social media, but I do have a cosplay Instagram. So if you want to see um, what characters I do, you can find me at uh, dancing underscore dino spelled D-I-N-O-S dot delirium. And if my icon is Coraline. So yeah, that's where you can find me. Yeah. And 
Like, you definitely put a lot of work into, like, all the cosplays. Like, I imagine that tiefling one took a long time. Oh, Jester? Yeah. I'm actually redoing her outfit, too, because I didn't like the way the first one turned out. But, yeah, I have, like, a giant list that just keeps growing. I'm like, okay, I need to stop. So, yeah, go ahead and check out those cosplays, listeners. And... As for my plugs, I have a fantasy horror comedy novel, Lemons Will Like Rain. Uh, it's about college students dealing with supernatural occurrences and creatures and whatnot. Go to stevenshinder.com for more info on that, and it's available on Amazon. You can follow me at Steven Schinder on Instagram and Twitter, and Steven Schinder Storytelling on Facebook. And, of course, uh, this podcast also has an email, which is delayedreplaypodcast at gmail.com. So it's time for that delayed reply segment and see who's emailed. There are no emails this time, so. (laughs) (laughs) As has been the trend so far. But, yeah. It's okay. If you have any thoughts on Free Guy or any of other movies that have been talked about here, you can email delayedreplaypodcast at gmail.com and we may read your thoughts. So go ahead and do that. And the next movie that will be discussed is F9, the Fast and Furious movie. There might be a special episode in between. Um, Well, maybe one or two. I might actually do... One with Andres, where he and I talk about, like, the final issue of The Walking Dead, like he suggested. Yeah, that'll probably be, like, the least accessible episode of Delayed Replay. (laughs) We'll see what happens. Without further delay, have a good day. I figured it out. I know who's been listening and who has been watching me, who has been sending me images in my mind. It's you. The can of worms. Or cow as an acronym. Bravo, took you long enough. Yeah, all it took was me looking through all my cabinets and noticing a can that's not supposed to be there that I'd never seen before. From what I've gathered, from what little I remember of the images that get in my head, I gather that you're all gummy worms, or at least you look like gummy worms, sometimes taking the shape of a bull or a cow or what have you. But what are you really and where are you from? We come from another universe. Another universe? Yes! And there are some where the Earth has gone through different things. Terrible things. Like what? You need not worry. All we want is to make your world worse. Well, I'm not gonna let you. Yes, you are. Uh, no, I'm not. What, are you guys stuck in the can? This is our ship, but according to our customs, 
We cannot invade a world unless our ship is opened by our new host. New host? You are the podcast host, aren't you? Uh, yeah. And the host of this home. You need to free us and let us into your world. No, I'm not going to. It's tempting, isn't it? We see your hands moving toward the lid of the can. Free us. 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 No, I will not free you. Uh, Oh crap, that's more than just a dent. It actually made a crack in the can. Ugh. See, yes. In the shape of a bull. Rakow! I won't stand for this. <laughs> this isn't even our final form! <laughs> What? Where'd they go? Wait a minute. What was I just looking at? What was I doing? Oh. Gotta get the podcast episode. That's what it was. I think. I could have sworn I just saw something. Uh, maybe it'll come back to me later.